Lots of money, lots of promises that are flying around now in the provincial election campaign. So let's get an update on what's been going on. Joining us now is the Vancouver Sun's Vaughn Palmer. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. And you will remember that we kicked off this campaign with a quote from Lily Tomlin, the great comedian. <laughs> yes, we No did. matter how cynical you get, it is impossible to keep up. I give you yesterday's announcement on the NDP election plan. All right, let's talk about that. Why do you say that? Well, Premier John Horgan announced uh, that uh, he is uh, promising $1,000 cash payments to most families and $500 to most individuals. The money will go to about 80% of British Columbians, and the cost is just under a billion and a half dollars. But... But just in case, just in case you're being cynical about this, he wants British Columbians to know this is not throwing money at you to buy votes. No siree. (laughs) This is throwing money, and the Premier used the words throwing money, to stimulate the economy. So you don't need to feel guilty about voting NDP because they're going to give you a thousand bucks or your family. Um, you're doing it. This is all about stimulating the economy. So it's for the good of the province, is what it's you're saying. It's for the good of the province. You'd be, you know, you'd be letting British Columbia down if you didn't vote NDP and take the money to stimulate the economy. That's Boy. what it's come to. Um, you know, the best exchange I thought yesterday, and I don't know if you listened to the press conference, but our, our friend and colleague Richard Zussman from Global, who does this gig with you the mornings that I don't do it, he asks the Premier, um, when did you think this up? <laughs> this, is, this is called the economic recovery benefit. Right. And Zussman pointed out that the Premier announced his economic recovery plan four days before he called the election. So Zussman said... Um, did you have this in mind then, but hold it back because it would look better in the platform than before you'd actually call the election? And Horgan ducked the question the first time, but Richard's a good reporter. He asked it again. <laughs> and, oh, all right, Horgan answered. No, no, no. You media people are so cynical, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. This came to him after he called the election, uh, when they were putting together the platform. So put out of your mind the idea that he always had it in mind to give us a big cash payment um, to stimulate the economy. Well, of course, no. Why would we? Why would any politician do I, that, right? There's yeah, a lot exactly of that going so. around. It's usually not this nakedly obvious, <laughs> I would say. You know, usually it's, oh, we're going to cut your taxes, or, you know, we build a school in your riding, or blah, 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 right? But it's not... Now the gloves are off. Give you now it's just we're just going to give you money. Cash, right? now, <laughs> now they're just going to hand you money. That's best, the way it's going to go. The best note I got overnight was like, you know, how do voters view this? I got a note from a guy who said, Never mind your cynicism. When do I see the money? Yeah. And I thought, Jesus, you know, that's, that's actually true, a good way to put it as a voter, right? Like, yeah, I know what they're like. When do I get my check? Well, so this, I, this is like I the went. Ralph Klein thing, right? The Ralph Klein did this very well for a long yeah. time. Like, give people a rebate check and they'll be happy. So I went back over the transcript with Horgan yesterday, and it's kind of interesting. At one point... He got asked about the fall session of the legislature, which was supposed to start on Monday. But, of course, there isn't one because there isn't a legislature because he called an election. But he said, you know, I know that the 87 members that are elected on October the 24th are going to want to get back into the legislature. And so 
He hinted pretty strongly that if he's elected, there will be a fall session of the legislature. It'll just be delayed, right? And I thought, okay, so you call, you win the election, you call right. the House back in, say, November at some point, and you approve these cash payments. And I know this is going to sound cynical, you to you, Cindy, oh, but go ahead, Vaughn. Come the on. checks go out <laughs> before Christmas. <gasps> Perfect. But, you know, vote for Santa. <laughs> anyway, there you go. You know what's fascinating about this election, too, is that what used to define the two parties doesn't exist in this election, right? It used to be that on one side you had the party that was promising fiscal discipline and and you know you know making sure we don't write right up the debt too much and you know all that kind of stuff. And then you had they used to call the NDP the party of tax and spend. But now you've got both parties saying, "Don't yeah. worry about the deficit and the debt." And now it's just how much money they can both yeah. throw at us. Yeah, that's a good point, Sam. I mean, the pandemic has changed a lot of things, yeah. but one of the things it's changed is is election platforms. Like it, it really is a piece of cake doing an election platform. You can promise any damn thing you want. You know, the New Democrats are who were balancing the budget up to this year are now talking about a $13 billion deficit, and then yesterday's promises will make it $15 billion, but, like, you know, who knows? What's the difference? Right. Uh, the liberals have already promised a tax cut that would take the $13 billion to $15 billion this year. Neither party has said anything um, about, you know, they, they'll acknowledge that the budget has to be balanced someday. They Horgan grudgingly acknowledged yesterday that you're kind of going to have to dig ourselves out from under yeah. this someday. But no one is saying anything about how long it's going to take or how we get back to that. At this point, just promise them anything, and you don't need to even talk about how we're going to dig ourselves out of this mess someday. And I wonder if that also is how the general public feels as well, Right. Yeah, hence the email that you got saying, listen, I don't care about all that other stuff, but I just need that money. Yeah, I, I think that's true. It's like, you know, um, I expect many, many people have in the back of their mind that someday this is all going to have to be paid for. And they're kind of hoping it won't be them that pay the higher taxes or see their services cut or both, because that might be what happens. Right. But I agree. Right now, um, we're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel on the economy. Some people are doing fine. They've got jobs. They're working from home, like me. Um, a lot of people are worried about their businesses surviving, about mm-hmm. when they get back to work, whether it's safe. And yeah, I, you know, I think that's the reality of the pandemic and uh, the reason that, you know, it can be as cynical as you want, but um, the premier is probably talking to the fears of voters as much as Wilkinson is when he's talking about cutting their taxes. Right. So that's the NDP campaign platform. The other big promise yesterday came from the BC Liberals on ICBC. Yeah, you know, uh, given the Liberals' record with ICBC, I'm kind of surprised they would even mention it during this election campaign. It's like New Democrats talking about fast ferries. Um, You know, David Eby was out immediately going, they want to relight the dumpster fire. Did somebody at Liberal headquarters go, you know, David Eby needs to be chaired up. He hasn't had much to say during this election. Let's give him a good day, right? Yeah. Like, it's incredible. The Liberals, when they were in power, the last time talked about getting rid of ICPC, and they decided it would be a stupid idea, and they kept it. Why they would reach a different conclusion in the unlikely event they win the next election, I do not know. But ICBC has survived through 
a long period of time when the new De- it was created by the new democrats but it has survived as a near monopoly through a long time when the new democrats were in government the old socrats uh, left it alone the liberals tinkered but left it alone and i don't no, as though a change of government would actually change ICBC. See, I had the same thought that you did. I thought, didn't Gordon, Gordon Campbell try this in an yeah, election? And then once he, he got in and saw the books and said, no, I think we're going to keep it. Yeah, he appointed a, a, a guy to run ICBC who looked at the books and said, a former executive of Jimmy Patterson, who looked at the books and said, nah, <laughs> this isn't <laughs> a good idea. It, he fired the guy. Campbell got rid of the guy, brought in somebody else who drew the same conclusion. And the liberals ended up, yes, they allowed some competition at the edges. And, yeah. you know, that's the NDP has left that alone. But, yeah, it's like we're not going to do this. They've, we've now been through two periods where we didn't do it. And uh, But, as I said, David Eby had a great day yesterday. <laughs> Relighting the dumpster fire. That's a good one. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. It's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun bringing us up to date on that provincial election campaign. And undoubtedly, there will be more events today to bring you up to date on. There's more announcements. There's a health care announcement coming from the NDP. There is what the BC Liberals call a public safety announcement coming from leader Andrew Wilkinson. We will, of course, have complete coverage of all of that for you right here on 980 CKNW.